we're going to be talking about um, a very prevalent topic, um, which is socialism versus capitalism. Uh, we see a lot of people um, in our society who are moving more towards socialist thinking. And as Christians, we have to ask ourselves, is that biblical? Do we need to listen to that? Right? Or do we need to reject that idea and move more towards a capitalistic society to maintain what we've seen in the past? Right? So we want to talk about that. Right? So the way that I want to do that is through this conversation. So in life, you are most likely going to sit down with someone that you know um, and have a conversation, a conversation about something that is prevalent in today's culture. Right? And the way that we do that is by having civil conversation. And in this civil conversation, I want to mimic you talking with someone who is a Christian about these topics. So the first one that we want to start off with is socialism. But the reason that I want to talk about that today is because it's so important and prevalent in the society that we see today. And the reason that I'm coming at it from a Christian perspective is because if you are having a conversation with someone about something that is not Christian related, that person should be Christian. If they're not Christian, then your topic should center around Jesus and Christianity in the first place. You shouldn't be trying to convince someone that capitalism is the best way of government before you're talking about Jesus is the best way of life, right? Those are two separate things that need to be talked about. And if you are not talking with a Christian, there's a fundamental disconnect between you and them. Because everything that we do should stem from the Word of God. Everything that we do should stem from Jesus Christ and His life, His death, and His crucifixion. And if someone doesn't believe in that, then you're not going to get anywhere very fast, right? So, in this scenario, I am going to be taking on the role of someone who believes that socialism is the best way for an economic system to function. And Christina will be taking on the role of someone who believes that a capitalist society is the best way for society to function. Um, so this is not a gotcha moment. I'm not looking to catch Christina in something, and she's not looking to catch me in something. But what I am looking to do is have a civil dialogue with someone about a topic that is relevant today and that is important for us as Christians to know. Does that sound good? I want to start off with a big round of applause for Christina. She is super brave to get up here. <laughs> so, without further ado, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to just jump into it. Um, so, uh, why do you think that capitalism is better than socialism? Um, okay, well, first off, the Bible does not specify a certain form of government, um, but it does say in Deuteronomy that uh, we are titled to have our own personal property. And so if socialism is giving everyone the same things and you're not going to have your own personal property if everyone has the same thing. I guess, I guess when we talk about socialism and capitalism, we, we really need to talk about um, the complete turnover of socialism, right? I think what we're seeing in America today is like an integration of socialism. So we want capitalism. We want uh, to be able to go out and get whatever we want and earn whatever we want. But we also want our student loans paid off. And we also want uh, the rich to stop getting richer and for the poor to start getting richer. Um, so why is why is capitalism a better way for that to work? Um, with the the uh, student loans thing, that's when people get entitled and think that the government needs to pay off their their own student loans, like your student loans. And so, first off, they're your student loans; they're not the government student loans. And then um, 
And then also with a. I don't remember the second part of your thing was. You're good. You're good. I was just talking about how um, the rich getting richer and the poor getting richer. Uh, With socialism, essentially, you're not make you're not you're still making the rich getting richer because you're the government is giving everyone the same amount of things but where's that money coming from essentially is like the question because money like stuff has to be paid for and so if you're giving everyone the same health care everything like that then we're who's paying for that i think um you bring up a good point of of who pays for it and like right now with what we see with taxes that is how we're paying for it right but the taxes are going for specific things that are for the greater good of everyone. Um, and I don't see socialism as very different than that, right? So if if we want to redistribute wealth, then why is it such a bad thing for us to... Because like, um, like just to give a real world example, my wife and I uh, met a, a mother in Springfield, or I'm sorry, not in Springfield, in Branson, a mother in Branson who is uh, living out of a hotel and um, is is having to get government assistance in order to take care of her two-month-old baby, right? She had to get government assistance to have that baby, and she has to get government assistance in order to even survive, right? There are people who are getting poorer and who are not being, and, and who are doing everything that they can, but are still finding themselves in, in, a, in a broken, almost rigged system. So how how do you justify? I mean, that? as Christians, we should all want everyone to be well or not wealthy, but have what they need and stuff. And um, it's really it's not the government's job to uh, take the people that are in poverty and build them up. It's the church's job, which is what the Church of Acts did. Is when they when they re- redistributed wealth, they weren't giving their the what people brought. They weren't giving it back to the rich people. They were giving it to the people, the widows, the orphans, the people in need. They weren't mm-hmm. giving it to uh, people that weren't in need because I mean they're not in need. So <laughs> so. You bring up a good point of the Church of Acts. So what we're talking about is Jesus had just came, died, and rose again. And then from there, we see the first church forming, right? Mm -hmm. And some would say it's actually the best church that's ever been or ever will be, right? Because it says they all were of one mind and they all lacked nothing, right? I think that to me is is more of a socialist society than it is a capitalist because they weren't they weren't making goods and selling goods they were okay you you need this much money to pay off your your house here's this much money and then okay you need to buy this cart in order to have a successful business we're all going to pool together some money and get you that cart so that you can have a successful business right i see that as no different than i need my student loans paid off in order to go get a job and sustain my family. So why shouldn't the government pay off my student loans? I mean, for one thing, the, it was the church of Acts, not the government of Acts. And yeah. so, like, it's not the government's job to be paying off your loans and stuff. They're to protect our rights and stuff. But um, uh, with the, the paying for other people's things and stuff and that everyone's on the same mindset, they still had to be able to get that money from something. And so they didn't just have that money and then they weren't just giving that money to other people they had to gain that money by selling something or working for something or whatever it was they still had to gain that money yeah so what you're saying is they weren't operating in a socialist environment 
they were they were operating in a more capitalist environment, which allowed them to have money to, to help them. So how do you how do you justify the church not doing that now then, right? Because we see like we see homeless people, we see uh, we see people who are in need coming to the church, and their needs aren't being met. Yeah, that is one of the things that I mean, I, the church is kind of crippled in, and we're not. We need to step up and be able to realize, like, when someone is in need. But also, the people that are in need need to understand that, they, that some of them, some of them, it makes sense when they're in poverty and they just cannot get out of that. That they will need help and stuff. But some people just don't want to work because they feel entitled to have what everyone else has, and that so they'll, they're essentially crippling the people that do work for things so that way they can become wealthier and have what they need. Um, I, I do get what you're saying, but a, a big trip up for me is the greed of capitalism. So capitalism has led to several stock market falls. Um, it's led to um, several monopolies being made. Um, it's led to people who are obviously greedy getting a pass to be more greedy. Um, so I, how can a capitalist system be better than a socialist system where everything is centralized and monopolies are impossible and something like that? I mean, there's always going to be greedy people, like no matter what. And so even if everyone has equal amounts of things, some people are going to want to have more. But with um, capitalism, what it is is competition. And so it's like the employee-employer uh, relationship. And so with the employee-employer relationship, the employer gets to choose how much he sees worth to pay his employees and so um, if everyone's getting the same amount of thing there's no there's not gonna be any competition which is what capitalism is kind of revolves around is competition and so that's what it needs to be able to work and so without um, the employer being able to choose what he needs to pay his um, employees with if the government was choosing what he had to pay his employees then there's not gonna be any competition because no one's gonna see fit to pay his employees more if the government is choosing Right. what he pays them. You, you brought up a good point of competition, right? And you, you even said capitalism is based on that competition, right? When I think of a competition, I think winner and loser, right? But socialism isn't based on a competition, it's based on needs. And in needs, there is no winner and loser, there's just needs being met, which I see everyone winning as. So does it make sense, like, why yeah. I think socialism is... A better way mm -hmm. yes that does make sense but also I mean we can see based on um, other countries that have tried socialism that they're just being run down like they're not going anywhere with like North and South Korea one of them's capitalism one's more so socialism so socialism sorry and so the one that's in socialism is in poverty and then the one that's um, cap more capitalist is thriving and um, also with uh, India is another country that has they lean more towards socialism, and um, what they're doing is they can't move classes with socialism. It's like whatever class you're in, you will stay in that class. Like you, if you're in the lower class, you will not move up. If you're in middle class, you won't move up, and if you're in the higher class, you won't be able to move up. And also, this is something that my dad told me, when, or told me whenever I was asking him about this whole thing. Um, he brought up the point that when you're on an airplane, uh, they'll tell you to put on your own gas mask before you put, or mask before you put any help anyone else put your own put their mask on and so if you're 
too focused on helping somebody else or someone else's needs their mask on and you don't have your own mask on, then you're not going to be any help because essentially you're probably just going to die before you can help them get their <laughs> mask on and then get your own mask on. And so with capitalism, you're building yourself up so that way essentially you could be able to help other people. Hmm. I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's more of a system that allows people to get rich but then depends on the rich to help the poor. Um, which is putting a lot of stock and a lot of trust in those rich people to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And if you believe that there are people doing the right thing, then that's great. Um, but if you believe that people are greedy at their core, then that, that becomes a very hard system to believe in. Um, one thing that really just kind of draws me towards socialism is this idea of class mobility. Right, and you touched on it a little bit with India and, and talking about different examples of it. But I mean, this is also the United States, so mm -hmm. we have no idea how it would work here. Um, and so I don't think it's it's completely fair to say, well, it worked there, uh, or it didn't work there, so it won't work here, right? Um, and so with that, uh, the United States is based on the premise of all men are created equal, so then we should give all men equal opportunity. Um, Right, so in in socialism, we give people an equal opportunity because we give them all the same chance, the same springboard to jump off of and see how far they can go. Right, in capitalism, uh, at least from what it seems like to me, we have this we have this game board set up where if you get if you get a ladder, then you get to go way up, but if you get a shoot, you slide all the way down. Um, right, and and it seems very unfair for some people and then very fortunate for other people. Whereas uh, a, a socialist society kind of balances that out. Um, what do you see as, as kind of a solution to that? I mean, with socialism, it's kind of, <clears throat> it's making working less important because if everyone is getting the same thing and people will become entitled to certain things and so they won't think they'll have to work for it because if they're just going to get it from the government then there's no need to work for it but with capitalism you're working so that way you can get certain things and so you're, you have to be willing to work in order to um, move up and um, also with uh, the like equal opportunities and stuff you still have I, won't, I don't want to say like equal opportunities but you do have like the same opportunities you just have to be willing to work for those opportunities so if you're not going to put any work into getting that opportunity and to showing your worth for that opportunity, then you're not going to get the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I also um, I also think that healthcare is a big thing. Um, we are seeing a huge healthcare crisis in this country right now, especially with this virus, um, of people who can't afford to get the healthcare that they need. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we've we've seen instances of people where. Uh, they go to the right hospital, they go to the right section of the hospital, but because they have a physician that isn't covered by their healthcare, then they end up paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and they, they were doing everything right, and, and what it's produced in some people is, I don't even wanna call an ambulance because I might have to pay for that and I can't afford it, right? Whereas universal healthcare, <coughs> which is, um, which is part of socialism, which is pretty basic um, to socialism, we see this idea of everyone deserves this. Everyone deserves the best that they can get. And so why would you want to hold that back from someone? 
I mean, uh, those are that's really good. But um, <laughs> there's not there's not going to be like a perfect system no matter what. But um, again, that's where the church is supposed to come in. We're supposed to be helping those people that cannot afford those certain things. And um, just like the Church of Acts did again, where they would help the people in need, the people that couldn't pay for certain things, that didn't have the opportunity or chance to be able to pay for those things. The church is supposed to be the ones that come in and help those people, not the government. And I, I think we can agree on the fact that we, we think everyone deserves the best health care, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess the question is, how do we find the best way to do that? And socialism may be the best way to do that. Capitalism may be the best way to do that. Um, but with all of this, I think it's important to mention that the Bible really doesn't specify what is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we we see examples of, of what seem to be both. Um, and so we as Christians just have to kind of decipher that um, and decide what is truly Christian and what is not. Um, so I, I think if, if we're going to talk about capitalism, socialism, we have to talk about this idea of allowing people the opportunity um, to get ahead, right? Mm-hmm. I want a better future for my daughter than I had whenever I was born, right? How does capitalism give my give the next generation a better chance at a at a uh, sustainable life than than mine? I mean, that's where the older generation is supposed to like work and build up so that way future generations will be able to have a better life because the generation before them was working and um, trying to make the world, I guess, a better place. Right. But. right. Um, you, you hit on a good point of people who came before us, they should provide strong shoulders to stand on, not big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in that too of... Um, we need to find uh, the balance of how we can provide for a better future, but also provide for our own future, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so uh, deciphering through all of that is really the hardest part. I'm glad we found that in common. So give Christine a round of applause. That was awesome. She did really, really well. Um, I personally am an advocate for capitalism. Um, I don't believe that socialism is the best way forward, um, but it was kind of fun playing as someone who thought that capitalism was the best way forward. Um, and it's important to recognize there are some compelling arguments for socialism. There are some compelling arguments for, I, of course I want everyone taken care of. Of course I want the best health care for everyone. I mean, listen, if you are a Christian, you should believe that everyone deserves the best healthcare available, period, right? But how we get there is so important, and that's what we saw. And Christina did a really good job of communicating that, of, listen, both systems are broken, but the really broken system here is the church. And if, if you hear nothing else from tonight, hear that. The church has fallen short. The church has dropped the ball when it comes to taking care of people. Because you look at Acts chapter 2, it looks exactly like a perfect operating socialist community. But it's not. And Christina brought up a great point. They had money. 
So they were able to give money, right? In a, in a socialist environment, we say, no, 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 let's, let's take away money from the people who have it and redistribute it to the people who don't. Well, if you do that, you've taken away the opportunity to bless people. You've taken away the opportunity for the church, for people who are wealthy in the church, to bless those who are not wealthy, to, to fulfill the needs of the people that are there. So you did a great job on that. Did, what did you think? I, I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Were you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> you really did. You really did a great job. Um, there are just a couple things that I, that I want to cover. As, um, we walked through three main topics um, and the first one was universal health care. And here's the thing about all of these, okay, but specifically universal health care. The choice is the biggest thing. If you take away choice, you take away everything. That is what this country is founded on, and that is what must be maintained in this country is the freedom of choice. The choice to pay is of equal value to not pay. Hear that. The choice to pay is the equal value, is of equal value, to not pay. I'm fine with paying for someone else's medical bills, but I have to be given the choice to pay for that person's medical bills. But if you force me to, it's no longer blessing. It's no longer gratitude. It no longer comes out of a place of gratitude from my heart. It now is coming from a place of, you must do this. What if God did that with us? You must love me. You must appreciate me for creating everything. That's not love, right? And when you take away that choice, what you're doing is actually taking away love. And that is what we have to avoid as Christians. If you eliminate choice, you eliminate love. So I love that you brought that up. Um, redistribution of wealth. That was another topic that we brought up. Listen, it's a difference of forced versus voluntary redistribution, right? If you're living way above your means as a Christian, if you're living way up here, you have way too much money to know what you're doing with. It's coming out your ears. You have so much money. What, how is that living godly? How is that living in a way that is pleasing to the Lord? It's not. But what you do with that money is how you please God, right? Is it money that is the root of all evil? No, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. So if we as Christians can get a hold of that, we won't have to focus on a redistribution of wealth because we'll already be filling the needs of people who need that wealth, right? And I think it's, it's such a good point, and we'll, we'll get into it later, but in order to give, you have to have. And socialism says you can't have. So you can't give, right? It, it's, a, it's a fundamental disconnect uh, between those two things. And the last thing we talked about was class mobility. And, and the important part here is it's not bad. Hear me. That idea is not bad. Class mobility, the idea of wanting to raise classes to, to if you're in lower middle class, to get to middle class, to get to upper middle class, that is a great goal. And no one should ever, ever say that it's not. However, it's not inherently bad, but when you cripple the fast, everyone is slow. Hear that. When you cripple the fast, everyone is slow. What did you think about about that part? I forgot to say that part, but that was a good thing. But um, also, this is totally off what you just asked me, but I Go forgot for to mention that in um, Acts, or not Acts, in um, 
Matthew, the parable of the talents, the mm. guy doesn't give them all the same amount. He gives them what he sees worth to give them. And so with socialism, the government is giving you everything or all the same thing. And so some people aren't going to be worth giving that same amount as the other people because they're not going to work to build yeah. that up. They're just going to leave it. Yeah, you bring up the parable of the talents is probably the biggest biblical example that we have of why socialism doesn't work and why capitalism is the closest thing we can probably get while we're here on earth to a system that will work. So the parable of the talents, right? The master goes away, but before he goes away, he gives one of his servants, I think it's 12 talents. No, 10, five, five, five. 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 wow, two, five, 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 two five. five. <laughs> wow. He gives one of them five, one of them two, two and one of them one. One of them three, one of them one. Goodness gracious, it was a number. He gave, he gave one of them five, we'll just say one of them two, and one of them one, okay? So he comes back after a while, and he says, my servants, what have you done with your talents? First of all, before we even get into any of that, why did he give one five, one two, and one one? Because different men are capable of different things. What, what does the Bible say about David, right? You were faithful with little, now I will make you ruler over much, right? If you are not capable of going up in class, if you're not capable of saying, here's a little, now you've handled it well, so here's much, how are you ever supposed to climb in class, right? We have to have that mobility and that, that um, option of growing in class. So the master comes back and he says, what have you done with the five? I've doubled it, here's 10. And then he says, with the two, what have you done? He said, I've gotten either two or one back. Here you go. And he says, great, that's awesome. And then he says, the one with one, what have you done with it? And he said, well, I, I knew that you were a harsh ruler, so I went and I buried it in the ground. And, but here's that one talent back. Here's that one coin back, right? And the master says, you wicked man. He actually calls him wicked for doing something that, honestly, I would do if I was caught in that situation of, I know this guy's harsh, and I'm not going to try to lose his money, so I'm just going to put it away, right? And then he says, give the one talent and give it to the man who has ten, right? This is the opposite of redistribution of wealth, and it goes right back to what Christina was talking about with competition, right? We're not competing against each other because in the, at the end of the day, I want to see you I want to see you grow just as much as I want to see myself grow, right? It's not a competition of that. It's a competition of yourself. How can I compete against myself to be the best version of myself, to make the most money in my own means so that I can bless others in that way, right? The parable of the talents is not a parable of socialism. It's a parable of capitalism. And that is what the Lord says is good and is true, is that system of, You've been faithful with little, here's more. And to him who has, more will be given. Why is more given to the one that has? So that the one who has can give, right? The Lord will never take away that opportunity for you to give. If, it, if anyone is trying to take your choice away, your ability to give, it's not from God. It's not from God. Does that make sense? Okay, um, you also did a great job of covering, I think you said North Korea and South Korea. Mm -hmm. India. Did you have any other examples? Yeah, those are, <clears throat> those are awesome. Was um, that we about too. The uh, the point with all of that, this has never worked anywhere ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
The United States is the longest lasting governmental economy that has ever existed in, in, in capitalism, and it's worked, right? Mm -hmm. It hasn't worked well at times, and it's been rough, but it has always recovered, and it has always found its way back, and it always will, I believe, if we keep it grounded in Christian values. However, socialism in any context has not worked. Even, even the healthcare that's in Canada, our neighbors, we, we share a border with them, is not working. They're trying a capital, or they're trying a socialist version of universal healthcare, and it is not working well for them. Their wait times are longer. The quality of what they're receiving is worse. That's what we're seeing happen from there. Not saying that our system is perfect, because it's definitely not, and there are definitely flaws, especially in the healthcare system, that need to be addressed and need to be addressed now, because there are people dying, and we have to fix that. However, it is the best form of government and economy that we have right now that we've got examples of. Um, the other thing is socialism removes competition. Like I said, it removes the competition of self and it removes the competition of, um, uh, of organization and organization. So what you were talking about, um, you touched on it a little bit of employers, right? Mm -hmm. If Christina is an employer and she's offering $10 an hour and I'm an employer and I'm offering eleven fifty an hour. How many of you are going to go work for Christina? How many of you are going to come work for me? Depends on the job. Does depend on the job. Exactly. But it's a competition. That's the point. Same work, and I'm paying more, you're going to come work for me. Well, now Christina sees that and says, if I don't want to go out of business, I've got to find a way to treat my employees better. Mm -hmm. Capitalism does not set employees up for failure, it actually enhances their work environment because people are going to go where it's most attractive for them to work. So if I can go somewhere where I have better health care, then I may go there. But if I can go somewhere where I'm getting paid better, then I may go here, right? And we can make that a competition between ourselves to see who can create the best work environment and then that grows the economy in that way. Does that make sense? That's the competition that we're talking about. And then finally, um, and you did a great job of talking about this, uh, there is no middle class in socialist countries that have been established for a long time. There is poor and there is stupid rich, right? And the reason that the stupid rich stay stupid rich and the stupid poor stay stupid poor is because in that society there is no check and balance for people who are at the top. Capitalism, competition, creates checks and balances in order for that money to go back into the working class. Socialism doesn't allow for that. And finally, um, for, I, I, li I like to put it this way. If you're thinking about this, the parable of the talents, the one who has, you're thinking about this from a competition standpoint, a an employer, right? To he who has, he will employ. That's how I think about this. And if you're taking away he who has to try to give to everyone, you're actually taking away he who employs. And you're crippling a society, you're crippling an economy to where it cannot grow and help those.